Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. It is about the time of the week where we catch up with Greater Shepparton City Council. Joining me this week is the Mayor of Greater Shepparton, Shane Sarley. Good morning, Shane. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Very well, thank you. Now, you've had a council meeting this week, which we will get onto in a moment, but last week you were off to Canberra advocating for the region's water. Yeah, it's been a big couple of weeks. So, yeah, last week I went up to Canberra along with uh, Nat Akers, who's a local dairy farmer, as well as uh, Councillor Jeff Dobson, who sits on the uh, MDA uh, region board here, as well as uh, obviously a really strong water advocate for our great council and and i guess we we took the opportunity to to head up to canberra it's their last sitting week before they return in october we know minister plebisek has has made some well proposed a bill to obviously buy back an additional 450 gig and we're we're really opposed to that and we wanted to get up there and make sure our message is heard loud and clear on top of uh our meeting with minister plebisek that took place uh in early august so you know, it's an ongoing battle. Obviously, we're we're really concerned as to what that would mean to our region. Uh, you know, it's a Murray-Darling base and plan, but the Murray seems to be doing a lot of the lifting, and and we're trying to say that. How hey, look at at the moment, if you're going to go and buy that 450, you cannot have that come from uh, our region. The food bowl of Australia would be ripped apart, and and we're trying to put forward some some ideas and plans as to where that additional water can be um, captured. Do you feel like people listened in those meetings? Look, there is obviously a concern, but, you know, I guess when you're speaking to federal politicians, you know, their their interest is, is obviously, you know, the whole of Australia rather than my interest is obviously protecting our region here. So I guess what we're trying to propose is, hey, look, this plan has been in place for a number of years now. The additional 450 gig was actually stated uh, by, at the time, the Environmental and Water Minister, Tony Burke, that that wouldn't be done through buyback. So it seems as if uh, it's like a whole new plan has been put forward, everything that was discussed and agreed upon uh, many years ago is now no longer. And we're really concerned that if the federal government decide to buy that 450 gig, which it seems that they are, uh, they can go and buy that water on the open market at any time, which obviously means that, you know, our our local dairy and horticultural and agricultural industry here could be uh, ripped apart without the ability of uh, secure water. Hmm, ripped apart, that's a very emotive description. Oh, well, I mean, I probably can't use the appropriate terms across on live radio. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. We did say we'd talk about the council meeting. Let's do that. Now, you were working on or receiving a report in relation to what to do next in relation to January 26, which I think in the past you, the council has already decided, you know, we don't want to celebrate Australia Day here on that day. Yeah, look... Um What's taken place over the course of the last few years since uh, I came into council was that this this has been on the table uh, for discussion multiple times and and we've been progressing over the last couple of years as to, you know, how can Australia Day be a bit more inclusive for all our community members in Greater Shepparton? We know uh, it's a very uh, sensitive day and difficult day for our First Nations community and they have obviously, along with others, expressed uh, some concern around that it's you know not the most inclusive day. We do obviously acknowledge that the federal government, uh, you know, decide and control when when Australia Day is. So uh, the issue is not Australia Day. The issue is the 26th of January. So 
what Greater Shepparton City Council have done, undertaken a significant amount of consultation over the course of the last year. And what we found is that, you know, for us to strike a really fair balance is to obviously remove any formal uh, events that Greater Shepparton City Council conduct on the 26th of January, but still acknowledge uh, that the 26th of January is our national day until any further changes uh, are made from the federal government. Okay, so so you won't be having a ceremonies and celebrations on the day? No, not on the day. So, no, okay. no citizenship ceremony. So we do about 10 citizenships throughout the year. Uh, so it's not as if the only day it can be done is, is Australia Day. So we felt that that could be uh, something that can be easily you know, moved uh, either side of the 26th of January. And then as for our community awards that take place, we'll probably conduct a community award ceremony on the 25th of January. And on the 26th of January, uh, being our national day, we'll still acknowledge and recognise that that's Australia's national day. Uh, but on the 26th of January, there won't be any formal events. Um, community members of Greater Shepparton can get up on the 26th of January and do as they please. Okay, fair enough. Now, you've council has been investigating this avenue of flags, which I think was first put forward by Councillor Adam, is that right? Uh, no, Councillor Dobson. Councillor Dobson, board, right. Yeah, a couple of months back now. And, yeah, uh, obviously we brought it back to the table uh, at Tuesday to just sort of, you know, sort of discuss it uh, a little bit more and, and obviously sort of, sort of expand on the recommendation, which was to go out and um, engage with the relevant embassies that represent our community here. And by that, I mean, as we know, we've got a large multicultural community here in Greater Shepparton. And Councillor Dobson was proposing that uh, all the communities that are represented here, that we should have a flag uh, acknowledging their country of, of origin. And, you know, it helps, you know, tell the story here of what makes Greater Shepparton so successful. And, you know, that was obviously proposed. Uh, we council went away and got some costs in uh there's some significant costs associated with that uh, we're not committing any uh budget to it now all we're basically from this step now is um instructing council staff to engage with some relevant embassies and just see if they have any funding that they might be willing to allocate to this project uh and i guess if they they are then we we have that sitting there as a possibility and then some more work can be done and and this would only be considered at uh future budgets but um Mm-mm. as it stands right now it's in the very very early stages twelve thousand dollars a flagpole <laughs> it's a lot yeah oh, it's a little bit yeah i mean and that that's a you know a question that most of us ask to, to sort of think that look we need a bit more detail on that and look you know we're not committing to anything i mean uh the proposal was was probably above and beyond what councillor dobson was expecting uh his his vision was you know, flagpole uh, acknowledging with a flag that represents the countries of the people that have migrated here. And, you know, we want to do that as affordable as possible. But his main purpose is to recognise our multicultural community. Now, nothing's been committed financially to that. Uh, he, he's advocating that uh, we we don't try and spend any money. Uh, we, we try and get the relevant embassies to contribute. If they're willing to do that, great. Uh, if not, uh, and it becomes... A infrastructure project and it requires budget allocation and that'll be considered at future budgets but right now it's in the very early stages of just an idea. It's certainly a nice idea. Well I think to recognise our multicultural community is important uh, and whether it's this or Councillor Adams said whether there's a like a wall mural of, of some sort uh, with the relevant flags I guess you know it creates the conversation but you know we've already endorsed our budget uh, we know where we're sitting financially at the moment and, and what we've got to try and achieve over the the, the next, you know, 
six, seven, eight months into next year's budget. Uh, and then if, if this idea is supported by embassies, then it could be achievable. If not, then um, it's probably unachievable uh, right now in, in this early stage. It might be a bit tricky if, you know, some embassies come on board and others don't, and then you, you've got some represented and not others. But anyway, I'm sure you'll work yeah. all this out as you go yeah, along. Yeah, it's very early steps. Um, yeah, I guess at this point, let's chat to the embassies, see whether they've got an appetite to support, and then we can, we can consider what things look like next. So the V-Line Cup is returning to Shepparton. It is, which is great to have this event back on. Obviously, we held it uh, this time last year, but everyone was a bit nervous last year because the grounds were wet. Uh, a lot of rain was predicted. It was in between uh, the prelim and, and GBL grand final, so everyone was a bit concerned about what was going to happen to Deacon Reserve. But it's uh, kicking off next week on Monday, which is great. So, you know, we're going to have 600 of, uh, you know, some of the best under-15 talent uh, from Victoria here, uh, both uh, the boys and girls playing over the, the three-day carnival, which is great. Uh, this is a massive event for our region and on the back of what's going to be happening on the weekend, which is, you know, the GBL Grand Final. We're going to head into this, uh, the V-Line Cup, and then that leads into the AFL Grand Final. So we do sport better than anyone else, Terry, and uh, this yep. is another example. It's great to see, you know, the no vacancy signs going up around town when these things are on, seeing the restaurants busy, all that sort of good stuff. Yeah, well... Starting today, actually, is the Oz Cycling Masters and Junior Road National Championships, which are in the hills of Dookie today, and they uh, return to a Shepparton course on Saturday. So they're, they're across Dookie over the next two days. So just be mindful of road closures that take place across Dookie and Shepparton between now and Sunday, but more of that will take place in Shepparton on Saturday. So, yes, there is a lot of no vacancy signs up at the moment and it makes sense because this event's on as i said we've got the gbl grand final which is always a big event and then we head into the v-line cup which basically takes us to the friday public holiday and then uh we've got the big the big dance down at the mcg the the afl grand final which is going to be a big i guess 10 days of sport for everyone well yeah for some of us (laughs) there are people like me who Uh, don't really you're a fan of that other sport i don't know well uh yeah rugby league i'm not really it's just in my house and i can't avoid it Yeah, no, no, no. But no, look, I think it uh, doesn't matter um, what sport you follow, the AFL Grand Final, I think, captures captures everyone's interest. Yeah, not mine, really. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so tell me, uh, we'll do really to change tack here. Uh, you've, you've awarded a contract for fruit fly monitoring. Do you know where that is at at the moment? Is it is it, is it a huge problem at the moment? Are we, are we doing well with it? Do you have any intelligence on that? I, I am wondering. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, you're never going to eradicate um, pests, you know, pests within you know our agricultural sector. So the fruit fly management is obviously vitally important. I guess where this has become more relevant for us now is that uh, this used to be sort of managed uh, out of Moira Shire, and obviously they've had a few changes over the course of the last um, twelve or so months. So there's so, a euphemism. So, what's that? Sorry. <laughs> there's a euphemism. They've had a few changes. Yeah, I always <laughs> going to be polite to my neighbours. So, uh, but look, yeah. So I guess the point is that they've, uh, yeah, they they were managing that. We've obviously, and we were supporting to it uh, financially, but we've uh, bought it in under our umbrella now at Greater Shem City Council, where they've got the office set up internally, and and uh, Ross Everfield is heading that up, and he has been for a few years. Uh, they were actually recognised at Hort Connections last year in Brisbane, which I attended. So you know, virtually a, a national award 
for the fruit fly management that they undertake here. You know, we, we just spoke at the start of this to show how important water is to our region. Uh, this is, uh, you know, nearly as important as well because to manage uh, pesticides is, is vitally important. So this is significant for our council to be supporting it. So great to be able to award this contract to local business, um, IK Caldwell uh, Ag and Vet. Uh, so they will they will be tasked with, uh, alongside Rob Aberfield, who's, who works in Greater City Council, to make sure uh, we, we stop the Queensland fruit fly. Yeah, great to see we have that capacity locally for a local firm. Now, before I let you go, just one more thing. Tell me about the out-and-about bus in Shepparton. Yeah, this is uh, really exciting. So uh, get on the bus on the 23rd of September. So obviously this Saturday, the out-and-about bus will be starting about 10 a.m., I think it is, but you can obviously jump on the Shep and GB website to, to get some more detail. But basically it's going to be a shuttle bus running uh, from the Shepparton train station to Sam, to Move, and to Kidstown. Uh, so obviously some of our you know really key landmark destinations here, and obviously through the school holiday program. So jump on board; it's free, and you know we want to make it as easy as possible for people to to get around some of our great attractions. So yeah, it's something that we're trialling, uh, and hopefully it has strong uptake and you know it could be used at, at other times as well when we've got events on and, and people perhaps aren't bringing their own car or just want to have that simple relaxing uh, you know cruise around our region oh, and then little, get off to the, the most important locations little kids would love it I, I i remember when i took my he was then two nearly three-year-old to Ayers rock you know or, or uluru i should say and we're like, look at Uluru, and he's like, I'm on the bus. That's <laughs> all he cared yeah. about, the shuttle bus no, out to the rock. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, some of, uh, you know, the most successful ways to get visitors around or even locals is, you know, the hop-on, hop-off bus. And this is, you know, obviously a few levels below that, but that's probably the first thing that people want to do is, you know, where, where can I go and how can I get around as easy as possible? So we're trialling this, uh, but we thought we'd do it in school holidays. It's obviously going to be on Saturday. There's a lot happening uh, as I mentioned earlier, over the course of the next few days. So hopefully there's a lot of people about and, and there's a good uptake and they can visit some of our really key attractions, as I said, move uh, Sam and Kids Town. So it should be good. And they've got some extra activities at those places. Sam's hosting a spring camp for kids, giant games and sprout edible garden at Kids Town. Emerald Bank Mini Golf is available for a discounted price. Move also a discounted entry price, so you could really just uh, go in a bit of a loop. And if you've ever thought about visiting these places or you haven't been for a while, it's, uh, it's definitely the day to do it. It's cheaper, and uh, and you can go on the free bus. Yeah, it is. And look, I do really encourage anyone out there listening that want to know what's happening. If you're not across uh, Facebook and Instagram from the Shep and GV. Uh, Facebook and Instagram pages, jump on the website shepandgv.com.au and there's plenty of detail on there, not only about the out and about bus, but all the good things that are happening over the course of the, the school holidays and, and every other weekend. Yeah, a lot of things happening in Maud Street Mall, I think, isn't there? Yeah, there's free kids activities. That's what I mean. There's so much going on. It's great. Uh, we're promoting, you know, sort of stay at home for the holidays. So we, we feel that there's a lot happening. There's a lot of visitation, as you mentioned, uh, no vacancies everywhere you look. So uh, there's a real good buzz around the city, which is good. And um, these are just some little add-on extras that we're trying to provide, not only locals, but visitors. And we hope the uptake's strong and they enjoy their time here. Fantastic. Thanks very much for your time, Shane. 
Thanks, Terry. You have a good day. You too. We've been speaking to the Mayor of Greater Shepparton, Shane Sarley. SDP Tax has been your trusted local accounting firm and has been proudly helping people just like you across the Goulburn Valley and beyond for over two decades. Are you happy with your accountant? Are you certain that you are receiving maximum tax deductions? Call SDP Tax on 1300 436 829 and start a conversation today. SDP offer a maximum deduction guarantee. That's right, SDP guarantee that they'll find you the greatest deductions possible with no upfront fee charged. What are you waiting for? Call today. There is no business too small. Call 1300 436 829 or visit www.sdptax.com. 1FM sponsor. Having trouble with your internet? Has the NBN failed you? Are you only able to get the slow satellite NBN with very limited data? Are you not able to get the NBN at all? Starlink is the answer. This is a standalone internet system that I personally use at home and have tested at speeds of over 250 megabytes a second. If you are fed up with slow, unreliable internet, then call us now and book a service call to see if Starlink is right for you. Jason's TV, 0403 688 1FM sponsor. When it comes to food safety and protecting yourself and your family from getting sick, how many times a day do you think you should wash your hands? Twice a day? Three times a day? Maybe five times? What if I said you should always wash your hands after using the toilet or changing a nappy, after blowing your nose, after touching animals, and before handling, preparing, and eating food? How many times a day would it be now? Food safety, it's in your hands. For more information, visit foodsafety.asn.au. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.